0: Welcome to the Geeks Inn, where the geeks are in. My name is Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're here to talk about all things geek-related. So, Ryan, my man, how are we doing? It's our first show, our first official show. Are you excited?
1: A little nervous, but excited.
0: A little nervous? Well, it's good to be nervous, right?
1: Yeah, Sure.
0: I mean, in, right in, in, in the first one, yeah, and I mean, right now, it's just you and I, you know, jawjacking, you know, talking back and forth and everything, and there's there's no one listening. It's, it's just us. So you have uh, you have any um, any special drinks right now that you are um, uh, partaking in as we record our first show?
1: You know. I've been trying to watch the caloric intake recently, so I have (laughs) some water. Water's good. fancy H2O with a little bit of uh, acai berry storm Mio. Not sponsored, but they're delicious.
0: Nice. Well, you got to stay hydrated. You know, that's important.
1: And what are you imbibing tonight?
0: Well, uh, you know, from the uh, lovely brewing company of Three Floyds, I am enjoying the delectable pale ale space station middle finger which
1: quite a few of those uh beers from that three floyds that you're you fancy i
0: i really do like them yeah um i and you know i really i just kind of picked this one up on a whim more so because of the name and the logo i just thought it was kind of hilarious uh it's literally a space station giving a, a middle finger um so i was like Okay, let's try this, and hey, you know, ended up turning out to, to be a really, uh, really good beer. So, uh, enjoying that.
1: Right on, right on. Where's, where's Three Floyds at?
0: Well, that's a great question. Um, my brain has uh, stopped there, but I can tell you that they are in Munster, Indiana, because the internet is a wonderful thing. You know, so <laughs> not, not too far away, actually. True. We should, Once
1: things open up, we should uh, take a little road trip.
0: Yeah, for those that don't know, we are actually located in Indianapolis, Indiana. You know the uh, the heart of the uh, Midwest, as some people might call it.
1: Crossroads.
0: I like that better. I think uh, I think Indiana really is the cross uh, crossroads of not only America but the world because I I meet all sorts of people uh, in Indiana.
1: Oh, it's crazy. When I moved out from California, there was a surprising amount of people that I've seen with California plates, Washington plates from all over that moved out here just to experience something new and get a new start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
1: I I was just going to say that uh, I have not looked back once. The cost of living out here is fantastic. And I am going to sound crazy, but I love the snow. I love the winter. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're crazy, man. <laughs> I, I guess if, if you had never never experienced it before, um, having it... How, how long have you lived in Indiana now? This is would be your...
1: Fourth, we are... Fifth year? Six and a half.
0: Six and a half. Yeah, and oh, you no, came from...
1: Seven. seven years now. Wow.
0: And you came from northern part of California. in in yep, you know close of
1: uh, San Francisco.
0: Yeah, so kind of in that Napa region area up there.
1: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm nice nice yeah we had two seasons out there so hot and dry <laughs> yeah, and, and dry. cool and sometimes moist yeah luckily i got out of there before uh, the whole state started burning every year
0: yeah well i've been i've been out there several times i i do i do enjoy california to visit um, um
1: gorgeous to visit
0: yeah uh went out there several times for blizzcon uh, multiple times and, um, in Anaheim ha- had a blast each time. Um, and one time was, uh, able to get up to San Francisco and up into the Napa Valley area. Um, me and the, a, a buddy who took the, um, took the, what is that, that, that $50 flight or $60 flight or whatever it is from, from San Francisco, uh, from LAX to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um and then we you know crossed the bridge uh went up to Padaluma um oh, it's gorgeous I Oh I love Padaluma I thought it was great um it's like this little big town is the best oh, way yeah. to explain it um and just had a blast uh, one of the reasons why I went went there was because uh you know I was a big I'm, I'm still a big fan but um was able to see Leo Laporte who's uh, often referred to as the tech guy on radio broadcasts and stuff like that. He does a lot of podcasts and, and streams and stuff like that for different shows, um, all the way back from the, uh, um, G four tech TV days uh, oh, for man. those. Yeah. He, he was on okay. there. Uh, used to do the screensavers um, and stuff like that at the very beginning. And then, uh, you know, when G four, um, I think it's Comcast that bought him over or whatever and started yep. changing all the broadcasts and, and whatnot. but, no, I loved, loved that show and, uh, got to meet him and, uh, you know, his whole studio got a, got a good studio tour and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, then, yeah, we went over to Napa and, uh, we, we were kind of running out of time because of our, we had a late flight so we could only visit one, um, one, um, vineyard and if it's that one, uh, Dominar, um, Oh shoot remember I bought that wine um, Had you guys try from from Napa It was from that yeah. place. I can't remember the the name of it now, but had a really great time there and then and then had to had to book it back across the bridge as quickly as possible to get to uh, get to our flight so just made it. It was kind of felt like one of those home alone running through the uh, <laughs> <laughs> through the airports um, but yeah no it was, it was good. And gotten a chance to go to San Diego and went to the zoo there.
1: Oh, that's on my my bucket list for sure, dude.
0: When we went, they were still doing a lot of construction for the, which I, I think is now open. I, I I believe. Um, they they're gonna do like a, a safari type thing where you mm-hmm. you're gonna be in a in a in a jeep and you'll go through like the big open environment where they're gonna have, you know, elephants and giraffes just kind of roaming free, which is really oh, cool. Man. But, um, yeah, no, me and my parents, uh, decided, yeah, Hey, let's, you know, I was going out to Anaheim and several, several of my friends kind of backed out, um, going out there with me to uh BlizzCon. So I had this really great hotel room (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, I was like, well, Hey mom and dad, you want to, you want to go out to California while I'm at BlizzCon these two days, you guys can do your own thing and then I'll hang out with you at night. And then, um, you know, the couple of days after, we can go to go to a couple other places, and they're like, "Hey, let's go to the San Diego Zoo on one of those days." So I was like, "Yes, if you are driving, I am going because go. I will never drive <laughs> in <laughs> California traffic, uh, LA traffic at all. Um, it scares the living crap out of me. Um, those people are crazy."
1: Yeah, I get that. As luckily, I never made it too far down south, um, but we, we we had our traffic up here, but no. It's it's nothing compared to to Southern California, yeah. But I mean, y- you could go, you know, twenty miles and it's a two-hour trip. Yeah, <laughs> really. Um, you, you give yourself an hour to get anywhere, regardless of uh, yeah the distance.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, let's let's get into it. We we have some topics to talk about. Um, some. Picks of the week. You know, we're we're kind of just um, we're feeling out this podcast a little bit, kind of the the flow that we want to do. Um, so we're kind of looking at just you know bringing up some topic points of some things that have happened, you know, um, you know over the past week, um, some things that pique our interest, and you know, some what we are thinking of is like picks of the week, things that like we've been really into over the past week, or you know, even weeks we might talk about the same subject. Uh, for our pick of the week, but with added content uh, for the following week. So what do you say you want to get into it? Absolutely. All right. so kind of starting off maybe um, a little sad depending on you know your take. Um, you know last uh, last Friday, um, you know we had uh, two kind of you know big um, big folks kind of um, kind of left us. Um, we had um, we had the Duke. Um, you know husband to Queen Elizabeth, uh, who was age 99 he, he passed away uh, at Windsor's uh, castle. Um, actually I, I got to visit there at, uh, two years ago and it was really weird it, you know it comes up on my timeline as pictures and Facebook and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, you know I was, I was there two years ago. Um, but he, he passed away and then um, Earl Smith, most notably known Sydney, as yeah, yeah as uh, DMX, Um, You know, died at age 50. This was, um, this was a little shocking to me. I didn't realize, um, you know, he, um, I guess from what I'm understanding, um, he died from an accidental overdose, but not because of like, you know, what you would consider drugs. Um, His doctors, it sounds like gave him the wrong type of medicine or gave him more than he was supposed to. Um, yeah. which, which slipped him into, um, a coma, um, and then kind of went into a, a vegetated state, I guess. Um, which, you know, that's, that, that sucks. I mean, that's really, <laughs> that's really that's,
1: sad. I um, mean, it's nuts. Yeah. I think that, I mean, a, a similar situation happened with Michael, um, Jackson, mm-hmm. um, but you clearly with, uh, Michael Jackson, it was a little more, I don't know how to put it, substance abuse. Yeah. Then, then malpractice, potentially, we're, you know? Right. Um, so, we're, we're, yeah, no, that was crazy.
0: Were you, uh, you know, obviously, um, DMX, uh, you know, for, for a lot of people was really kind of the late 90s, early 2000s. So, My question to you is, you know, were you a fan of DMX or,
1: um, you know, I found him first in the few movies he was in. (laughs) Oh yeah. And, uh, then I started to listen to some of his music and, and more of the club party scene kind of stuff that he did. And it, it made it onto almost every playlist that, you know, was for some sort of hype celebration, you know, he would get the blood pumping.
0: Yeah um yeah you know like uh what was some some of them um you know you got rough riders anthem um, um
1: yeah
0: party up up in here yeah, x gonna give it to you man like that that was like the song yeah uh during I, i'm pretty sure that came out in the summertime that that was the song that people were were listening to um but yeah you know some of the some of the great movies um Or I should say, for me, some of the really great movies that he was in is I really liked Cradle to the Grave,
1: Cradle to the Grave, and uh, Romeo Must Die.
0: Romeo, and both of those were with Jet Li. Yep, uh, in it, another Um,
1: phenomenal actor and uh, artist in his own right.
0: And uh, what was there was another movie. I'm man, I'm trying to remember one of his movies. Um. See, Romeo Must Die. Now this is one of his soundtracks, was it in that? But yeah, no, I mean nonetheless, uh, um, Exit Wounds. Exit Wounds. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that was a really good movie, too. But you know, his, his music's in a lot of soundtracks. Oh, um, yeah. most most notably and probably best fitting <laughs> was in Deadpool. Um, yes. at the very beginning of Deadpool, I mean that entire song with the begin, the opening to Deadpool, is like a match made in heaven. There,
1: <laughs> awesome man. It's it's sad to see, you know, someone so talented uh, go so early. You know, 50's not. He had he had plenty of time ahead of him, and yeah. it's sad. Yeah. And did I hear he had like 12 13 kids?
0: Something like that. Yeah, he has a lot of kids.
1: He had a big family he's leaving behind, which is rough.
0: I I saw a video um I think it was on Friday or Saturday where that was that was released on YouTube where him and his one of his younger daughters or maybe it was an older video of of his older older daughter. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um they were on one of those um slingshot rides, you know, where you start off at the bottom and then it shoots you up oh, and yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, it, it goes up and, uh, his daughter's, you know, sc- you know, screaming and he's holding, holding her hand and just going, you know, in his, in his roughy voice, you know, <laughs> that, that man's roughy voice. And he's just like, you know, um, Papa's right here. Papa's right here. He ain't gonna let go. He ain't gonna let go. And I was like, Oh man, you know, she's screaming and stuff. And you know, as they were coming back down, she's calming down. He's just like, Papa's right here. He's not going to let go. We're going to be fine. We're not going to let go.
1: It's, it's, it's crazy seeing the dichotomy between the hard, you know, aggressive music that he would, would sing and stuff, and then that that fatherly figure, yeah. you know, and man, my heart goes out to his family because that's, oh, that's rough. It's
0: rough, yeah. Well, why don't we uh why don't we turn the topics here a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Ryan, um we're we're coming up uh here real soon, you know, um we're recording this on on April 12th. Um so we're coming up really close uh, to a big day for Star Wars fans, which is May May, May the, the 4th. 4th. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's a big day for Star Wars fans, but did you also know that there is a equally big day for Star Trek fans um, that might not be very well known to the rest of the public.
1: I would say it does kind of fly a little under the radar. Yeah.
0: So last Monday, so a week ago, uh, April 5th uh, is known as first contact day uh, for Star Trek fans. And this is kind of a big day. Uh, So the, the story is, and this, this comes from the first contact movie. Um, But April 5th, 2063. So that's 42 years uh, from now. um, We are supposedly to meet the Vulcans, uh, uh, another race from another planet um, in the fictitious world of uh, Star Trek, um, which ends up changing the course of humanity forever, where we kind of start to break away from our bonds of Um, greed and trying to get uh, material things and kind of, you know, try to better ourselves through exploration and understanding. Right. Now
1: what allowed the Vulcans to actually break the, um, Oh my goodness.
0: To bring attention maybe to.
1: Yeah. Like it's when we were able to achieve,
0: Warp Drive for the first time. Warp Drive. Yeah. So in the movie, uh, Star Trek First Contact, which is, in my opinion, um, one of the top three Star Trek movies ever. Uh, I would, I'd probably have to say um, the number two movie. In my, this isn't my opinion, but my number one when it comes to the next generation crew. So if you've never watched Star Trek, um, you might be a little lost. That's okay. This movie... Stands on its own, so I might, I might consider just saying, hey, go watch this movie, because you, you might dig it um, without knowing anything about Star Trek. It's just a good, well-written, and well-shot uh, film. But Star Trek First Contact, um, the premise is this. Um, a Borg, which is a cybernetic race, um, begins to invade the Federation with a single ship, whole bunch of Federation ships. Um, you know, that's basically earth ships, um, try to stop it. And, uh, in the process, um, the ship ends up going back in time to, uh, 2063 right before, um, first contact. So not to spoil too much of the, the film, if you've never seen it, although I think we're well past spoiler alerts here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, the, uh, um, the human um Zephyrin Cochran ends up building a uh, spaceship. that has the ability to go faster than light, which is referred to as uh, warp drive. And at the moment that he's done that and he comes back to Earth, um, there's a Vulcan survey ship that's um, basically passing along and sees, oh, hey, Earth has now achieved warp drive. Um, let's go introduce ourselves for the first time. And, you know, then the Federation kind of comes about and blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's this whole other story that's actually happening with the crew of the Enterprise trying to stop the Borg who are trying to stop first contact. Um, but this year, and, and the, the reason why I kind of bring it up is this year, it was the first time that um, Paramount actually acknowledged the day and did a huge event uh, a huge streaming event for it um, because it, it had been popular ever since the movie came out and even you know, had put stuff up you know, for April 5th and put out like little teaser type stuff and, and uh, great like behind the scenes information from both the shows and the movies and everything but this time Paramount actually took the day as a day to say hey we want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on with Star Trek, and then do some interviews with some of the cast about the movie Star Trek: First Contact.
1: Oh, so that's okay.
0: yeah, so we got to we got to find out a few things. Um, the first was a new teaser trailer for Picard, and if you haven't watched Picard and you are a Star Trek fan, what are you doing? Um, because that show is incredible. Um, you know, hey, you can sign up for a free seven day or fourteen day trial for Paramount. Um, and burn through the first season really quick and then cancel your subscription. I I highly recommend at least doing that. But they talked about season two and John D. Delancey, who played Q in Star Trek Next Generation as well as in Deep Space Nine and in Voyager, who's a really, really good protagonist. Um, and this omnipotent being who has the complete control over space and time and can kind of do anything he wants and has always, um, delighted or had joy in kind of harassing Picard. Um,
1: There there was definitely a little bromance. Oh, oh, totally.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you know, know, he's, he's, it's, it's one of those bromances where he's just like, I want to see how many buttons I can push
1: uh, to make,
0: to make him lose his mind, uh, sort of deal. But, um, we got the sneak peek that he is going to be in season two. We don't know. Obviously, he's reprising his role, but how he fits into it, we have no idea, which I thought was really cool. And the teaser that they did, and this 20-second teaser is awesome. It gives nothing away. That's that's what I want out of trailers and teasers. Um, so I just thought that was really cool. But we also found out uh, you know, some other Star Trek series. Uh, and movies uh, that they're working on, they are working on a potential uh, new Star Trek movie um, that may or may not uh, continue with the Kelvin timeline, which is the Star Trek movies that most people that are probably listening to this podcast have watched. So there might be a fourth movie or it might be a completely different uh, movie altogether. Mm-hmm. They're, they didn't give it a lot away on that. They just said, hey, we're working on a new Star Trek uh, movie. Um, and it's written by the folks, or, or sorry, it's written by the lady. Oh my gosh, I can't think of her name now. Who um, writes a lot of the episodes for Star Trek Discovery? Um, okay. So apparently she she pitched it, or they had asked a question, and she wrote up like this little script, um, like the synopsis type thing. And they were so impressed by it, they were like, "You need to start writing this right away." And so I guess that's what she's been doing <laughs> uh, for the last year, uh, since there was, hasn't been a lot going on with um, filming for Discovery in this past year, of course.
1: Yeah, I think I'd be I'd be excited to see a new crew, or I guess uh, maybe the, the the next gen crew in this timeline, mm. since we had. Um, the original series crew, but in an alternate timeline, it, it might be interesting to see similar to how they brought Spock in and have a, you know, old Picard. Yeah. And maybe that might tie into a uh, Q
0: with the Picard series itself. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be, that'd be an interesting little twi- twist twist.
1: Might, might be a way to, uh, Get some some of the viewers either one way or the other.
0: What what is interesting? Have have you gotten a chance to to watch Star Trek Discovery at all?
1: You know, I watched the first two episodes and I could not get into it much. And I'm ashamed I haven't seen Picard yet either. Um, I have watched the Lower Decks.
0: Lower Decks. Okay. For those that don't know, Lower Decks is a uh, an animated Star Trek series and if you like family guy if you like um
1: futurama futurama family, yeah yeah that style of humor it's it's ooh.
0: it's like that but set in the star trek universe and it is hilarious oh my gosh <laughs> the, the
1: idea of second contact returning to the planet that just had the big momentous touchdown, and we're here to do paperwork and stuff now yeah <laughs> it's just i mean it 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 makes total sense. It, it fits within the world canonically that, you know, yeah, people are going to have to come in and continue, you know, you just opened this world's eyes to a much greater thing. Yeah. We need to lay down the rules, you know?
0: And, and we're, um, <clears throat> we're all the um, Star Trek series that kind of focuses around primarily like the bridge crew, right? The, the senior, uh, senior uh, staff, um folks like the the big wigs on the ship right mm-hmm. lower decks focuses on you know the the average joe as it were like you know just the people that are actually doing all the the work to keep the ship running and stuff the like people that
1: working under the people working under yeah <laughs> the, you know the bridge crew and stuff it's it's phenomenal it's hilarious you know but it's no i've just been trying to find time to get card going yeah I, I yeah. think,
0: I think you'll, I think you'll really like that.
1: But yeah, no, I, I couldn't get into a discovery.
0: I can understand that the, the first, two, first couple episodes seemed a little, um, well, I mean, for, for me personally, I, I liked it from beginning to end, right. Of so yeah. far. Um, but I I could see how someone, you know, who might not be, you know, totally, um, you know, yeah, Star Trek, um, would be like, Okay, I mean it's it's okay I guess. Um what's what's really great is that show really starts to come into its own uh, about midway through the first season. Which you can't say that a lot about a, a lot about uh Star Trek series. But sometimes it real? takes the second season uh for folks to really kind of catch their groove, but you know, the people that did the casting for this, they just they these guys just meshed with one another so well. Um and then when season two and then three happened, oh my gosh, like it was just like boom, boom, boom. You're like, this is a wild ride, and I'm just trying to hold on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, well, cool. Hey, um, so yeah. So for those uh, that want to celebrate it next year, uh, April 5th uh, is First Contact Day. Um
1: sure. Do you think that like Elon Musk is going to get us to our 2063 deadline?
0: Man, wouldn't that be funny if, if, um, we did end up, you know, like landing on Mars on first contact day or something like that, or yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: I think he's, I think we're getting to Mars oh, dude. long before 20.
0: Oh, you do? but Oh yeah. Probably in the, the 2040s or something like that in about 20 years,
1: 15, 20 years tops.
0: Yeah. The man is the, pushing things.
1: It's great. And, and the rate at which technology advances is just astronomical. I mean, we just launched a helicopter drone on Mars the other day, Mm-hmm. you know, to, it, to test all, I mean, we're, we're there, we're, we're spreading things.
0: Is, is the Rover, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think the Rover is powered by a G3 chip. Um, you know, the same ones that were in the old iBooks from Apple.
1: That, I, 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 think I think I did read that.
0: I mean, isn't that crazy? And, and the reason, and, and for those that are thinking, why would they use such old technology? Um, because it's reliable, right? It's it's one of those things where they don't need to, to do a lot. Uh, I mean, a lot of processing power, of course, but they need they need a workhorse, a tank of a chip uh, to, yeah. to combat the, the stresses of space travel and landing on another planet and
1: along with the fact that no one's going to be able to replace that part <laughs> yeah.
0: so
1: it's gotta it's gotta last
0: it's gotta work it's gotta work <laughs> exactly well awesome so hey um why don't we get into kind of our uh our picks of the week some some things uh you know this past week that we've kind of really just been geeking out a little bit about and want to want to share that with uh with those that are listening. All right. So so um, what do you got, Ryan?
1: My first pick of the week, uh, the 2D Clone Wars from 2003. It was originally on Cartoon Network, I think it was. Finally made it onto Disney Plus. Yeah, now, these, people, these were the people ones that about the 3D the newer ones that led into um oh what's the one of the Mandalorians. Um, you Just were a big fan
0: of it, Star Wars Clone Wars.
1: And then after that, there was there uh, was like two more series, wasn't there? It, Rebels and oh yeah, yeah. one more uh, uh, Resistance, um,
0: Resistance um, which which I, I was not. Yeah, I was not a fan of the art style, so it was really kind of yeah. hard for me to stick with. But, but yeah, no, yeah, this th- these are what started it right
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah and and how many <clears> episodes <throat> were there?
1: there is 25 well there's 25 chapters so the like little novellas length, yeah little vignettes um there's two about an hour long uh collections on disney plus right now and it fills in a lot of the tertiary stories um you know it follows obi-wan and Anakin some, but then you get into some of the other Jedis and just some other stories that just went alongside, really showcases Grievous and how formidable of a foe he really was. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fun and varying art styles, uh, almost in the vein of uh, the Animatrix, for some of our older listeners.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know? With, with, yeah, with the shots and the... Um, yeah the art style definitely um, matched some of the the animation then now when these came out on Cartoon Network they didn't just show um you know all you know 25 of them at once no. right they they put because the, like each one of these chapters uh, were only like what three minutes five minutes maybe
1: yeah they they, they they vary in length here and there but the first 20 or so are definitely pretty short each.
0: Yeah, and they they put these before um, some of the like cartoons, for example, like um, uh, Dragon Ball Z and, and things like this, because this this was on the tsunami run, right? This yep, is when it, they put it that. Was,
1: it opened up tsunami.
0: Yeah. Oh man, tsunami! A little mm-hmm. a little deep space base there.
1: Yeah. Um. You 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 get to see a lot of the characters that you don't. You know, getting the other things, a lot of aliens that you are only familiar seeing in the background. You know, really kind of showing their stuff. It's fun. So if you haven't if you haven't seen it before, or if you want some nostalgia, definitely worth a watch. Um, I'm looking forward to rewatching it with my wife. She hasn't seen them before. Oh, and, that's gonna uh, be fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because what, what's re- again, what's really cool about these is these paved the way because of the the interest that people had and were like, we want more of this. It led into the, the actual Disney's um, clone wars, uh, which had several seasons in which um, I, there was I loved. First?
1: There was, wasn't there a theatrical release? They did. Uh, movie. They did a movie. First?
0: Yep. They did a movie and then it went into a um, series. series. Oh, wait,
1: yeah.
0: Or was it series? Then they did a, a movie at one point. Oh shoot. I can't remember, but Nonetheless, um, they they were great, and um, what, what's so interesting about this is, um, you know, the first first season specifically, it's really designed for your kids. Mm-hmm. But what's so cool about this series is, as it progresses, although still made for kids, um, it 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 gets dark, obviously, oh, yeah. because you know we are leading into the events of the fall of the Republic and the rise of the empire and the fall of Anakin Skywalker and becoming, um, Darth Vader, uh, spoiler alert there, if you didn't already know. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, like it, just an amazing series, really great characters and gave more life to the, to the clones themselves who, absolutely, you know, in the movies were kind of glossed over a little bit. But in the, the series, you realize that each one of them have their own personalities, their, their own traits, their own, um, you know, just mannerisms of speaking and stuff like that. Um, and also, too, um, we're getting a new series, um, you know, from the for the Bad Batch, which um, uh, are a group of specialized clones that you meet later on in the series of Clone Wars and everyone loved them so much. They're like, you have to do a series on them. And, uh, they announced that, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do one. And I was very excited uh, for oh, that. I
1: can't wait to see that.
0: Yeah. So what else, man? Like what, what else of the, uh, um, uh, you know, have you been checking out this, this past week?
1: You know, um, one of my favorite holidays every year, April fools. um, there was a uh, TikToker who does these arcane help desk, uh, different wizards. He does D and D stuff, Harry Potter and people call in and he helps them with, you know, Oh, I cast wish and now I'm exhausted. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, it, it's like calling an IT um, hotline, but for uh, the magically inclined him and a buddy of his, uh, the TikToker was Dominic. I'm going to butcher his name. Kairochi? Yeah, that Um,
0: looks right. Let's go with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Him and his his buddy got together and they were just going to do the first couple levels of a warlock patron of the Arcane Help Desk uh, subclass. And they were five, six hours in and loving it so much that they flushed it out to the full levels with all the abilities and spells within it. (laughs) <laughs> and posted it on D and D Beyond, and uh, it is hilarious. It's meta, but it's balanced. <laughs> it's it's insane that they were able to do this, and just to think of your pay, you know, you reaching out to the Aether to contact your patron, and him asking, "Did you turn it off and back on again?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i could yeah.
0: i could i could just imagine it as you know if you're the you're the dm in having to play this and your your war your warlock of your um your friend's group is calling in it's like i need a, i need to phone a friend i need to phone yeah. into the hotline it's like all right give a call uh 100 you know um uh necro uh, or whatever <laughs> and <this> is, <laughs> he comes on hello thank you for calling um you know your your patreon is currently experiencing higher levels of uh, calls than normal can you please hold for a selection of music please press one <laughs> and then going down this whole road and the guy's like okay one it's like really you want me to tell you what type of music we're playing oh geez you're gonna be one of those guys
1: here fighting off you know, a horde of orcs yeah. <laughs> wait for you to get your answer or whatever. <laughs> Is, but, does uh, this
0: have to do with a first level through fifth level spell or sixth <laughs> level through seventh? <laughs> Please press two. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh,
1: just a, a few of the things that, that really, you know, jumped, at, jumped out and was making me chuckle. The, I think the, the, the keystone ability, the level 14 help desk is have you tried turning it off and back on. Yeah. <laughs> As a bonus action, one creature you can see within 60 feet automatically refreshes one class feature that usually refreshes on a short rest. Ooh. So you can give your, you know, your monks some key. You can give them, you know, there's a ton of stuff that you're able just to refresh. You can't use it again until you finish a long rest, but there's not a lot out there that does that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I was, I'm reading what you put in the show notes here, the customer service voice, six level arcane (laughs) help feature starting at six level using your best customer uh, service voice. You can talk to anyone into anything you need when you make a charisma, um, persuasion, deception, or intimidation check. Thank you for calling. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I mean, and this, and, and, and this started off worked
1: as in retail, This start. In yeah. Service, you know, you know, as soon as the customer walks in, you've got your, your normal customer voice service face yeah. and voice. And as soon as they turn their back, your face just goes dead inside. Yeah.
0: And you said this started off as a April fool's joke, but because they got so much, um, like interest in it they, they ended up they,
1: just because they were having so much fun making it, they flushed it all the way out.
0: <laughs> this is um, awesome. So and it
1: blew up on their TikTok and uh,
0: so here's what I'm saying. Or, or here's here's what I'm hearing from you that whoever plays a warlock in our next D D group, um, you're gonna kinda like slip this into into this, right?
1: I am definitely going <laughs> to uh at least direct them towards it just to to show them some of the fun they could have.
0: (laughs) This is awesome. And, and, uh, is this available on, um,
1: D and D beyond.
0: Yeah. So, so we could add that as one of the, uh, um, outside specialties. That is awesome.
1: If if any of our listeners play D and D and haven't looked at D and D beyond yet, you don't need to use it for your character sheet. Or the dice rolling feature within it. If you like pen and paper, that's fantastic. It helps some people get more into it. There's just so much on here that can help inspire stuff that people have taken from 3rd edition, 2nd edition, 1st edition, and brought all the way up to 5th. A lot of stuff in the homebrew that is just worth taking a look at. Yeah. And for the DM, there's a lot of resources there that break it down in a way that's easy to run. Yeah, for all the modules. And you know, I'll
0: say this too, as as someone that is primarily a player but but does DM occasionally, um, d d d Beyond for me has been an entire game changer. Um, You know, oh, I yeah. used to ha- have all the books, um, you know, and would always have to sift through stuff constantly because. Um, you know, Ryan here is really good at, um, memorizing, like where things are at in those books, you know, can, in some cases really, um, I mean, like can recite a passage or the spell, uh, really well, or just know, Oh, that's on page like 67 of the DMG or whatever. Um, I, I don't have that ability. Um, but what D and D Beyond allows me to do is look up stuff super fast, um, so both as a player and as a DM, you know. And one of the one of the most funs I have always had is create, creating a new character. W- would you not agree that that's one of the most fun things to do?
1: Uh, it might be half the reason I actually got a subscription, so I had <laughs> unlimited spots for yeah. character creation. Yeah, but but from it's, it's the curse of a DM. Yeah, you make. So many characters that you'll know you're
0: never Yeah, never gonna play. <laughs> well, yeah, for for me, the thing I, I hated about the 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 characters was, you know, always flipping back and forth between different books and pages and everything, oh, yeah. going what spells and everything. DDA Beyond, literally, you can create a character in five minutes. And that is what is so special about it, especially if you're trying to get a friend involved and say, you know, hey, Very come true. play D D with us and everything. Well, I don't know, and you can just say, look, you know, you come join us. You know, we'll create a character real quick. It takes about five minutes, or even you, you could ask them, you know, what what do you want to play? What interests you? Here's here's a few options of characters and classes. What suits your fancy? Cool, click this. You know, put how many. Um, you know, ability scores, you know, you have 15, 14, so-and-so. You can just automatically put those in there or have them actually roll the dice to kind of get involved mm-hmm. with it a little bit more. You know, uh, spec out your gear. What gear do you want? And it lays it all out really quick for you. Literally just click, 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 and you're you're done. You have your character. They're ready to go. Um, Dude,
1: if, if we had this kind of a tool for 3.5. Oh, my gosh. I, like, when, when <laughs> fifth edition first came out, it wasn't. Necessary, but once you get into the third or fourth book with extra classes yeah. and braces, well, it yeah. helps to oh, have it all in on one place and laid out very cleanly. Well it helped that's it- one of the reasons why I got out of three point five. I stopped playing for a while, it's because there was just so much, so much math to it.
0: So much math.
1: And this just it helps so much. Yeah, what's you need to be on not a sponsor, but check it out if you haven't.
0: Yeah. And I'll say this as the the one last thing on the the subject there too is they just released um, the ability to roll attacks and special uh, abilities um, for monsters. So if you're the DM and to help to help you cut down on the you know the enormous amount of things that you have to keep in Mm -hmm. front of you, right? As the DM, you know dice books, you know anything else. you know, just to take take out that that aspect, um, still have fun, of course, uh, because you're you're now more engaged with with the actual combat. Let's say, you know, you want that goblin, you know, instead of sitting there rolling a dice or whatever, you could just go click. It's like, all right, did you know does a fourteen hit? And they're like, of course, a fourteen hits. And you know, I'm only mm-hmm. level one. Okay, yeah, great. So, you know, you know, roll the dice real quick digitally, and it tells you, okay, they they uh, suffered, you know, four you know, four points of damage or whatever the case may be. And, you know, it cuts down the time that you have to, you know, do some of the, like the smaller things to really focus in on the players and the, and the fun that you guys are all having. And that, that's yeah. what I really love about D and D beyond. So yeah, not a sponsor, but Hey, wizards of the coast and, uh, and whatnot. If you guys are listening, feel free. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. for One, one more. I, I feel like we're, Really digging into the d and Beyond here, showing yeah. up true colors, but um, they do have a quarantine resources oh, local, yeah. uh, that's available for free, so no subscriptions or anything required. Um, that is fantastic. I know we're starting to kind of come out of, fingers crossed, Our a lot of the quarantine. And, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> But uh, it's a fantastic place. You know, you can get a lot of basic resources and stuff to get you started. Yeah. Yeah. So be sure to check that that out.
0: Awesome. Well,
1: I feel like I've been yammering on about all the things I like. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, so my, my pick of the week, um, you know, earlier we were talking about Star Trek and um, about a week and a half ago, I think now, um, you know, Paramount uh, in conjunction with uh, Apple and Apple's arcade. Uh, released a a new iOS game called Star Trek Legends. Um, This is a classic 4v4 RPG uh, mission or PvP game. And if you're not kind of familiar with those, typically, you know, you have four characters that you're you're going through uh, a battle or storyline with. And you can change these out a lot of times during each of the missions and things. Or you're potentially battling against uh, people online. And... Um, you know, they have four characters, you have four characters, you're trying to level them up, gear them up. So if you like RPGs, you like Star Trek, this is a really cool game. It's, um, free to play. If you, uh, have an Apple arcade membership, I think, um, it's, I'm not sure if it was $7 or maybe that was because I was looking at the wrong, but here's, here's the real thing about this. There's no microtransactions in this game.
1: So it's it's like a raid Shadow Legends yes. Star Trek,
0: yes, not pay to play. Yes, that is All a right. that's a really good analogy. So if you've if you've ever played Raid Shadow Legends, which actually I, I do like that game, I just oh man, microtransactions. Yeah. Um,
1: and I mean, you can't be on the internet in the past two years without. In some ad for Raid Shadow Legends, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> they're all over him. YouTube <laughs>
0: ads, and you know this this video has sponsorships, and it's like, oh, Raid Shadow Legends, um, it is a really cool game. Uh, I would definitely check check it out to kind of play it through. Once you start getting to the microtransactions, hey, that's that's your choice. Um, I'm never a fan of those, but um, Star Trek Legends does not have microtransactions. There are there is a um, there is a money system in it, um, and you earn uh, Latinum, which is the currency in Star Trek. You earn mm-hmm. Latinum going through the missions. And um, do you remember um, playing Star Trek: The Old Rep- or Star Wars: The Old Republic by chance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so in Star Wars: The Old Republic, um, you know you would you'd get extra uh, characters. Um, you know uh, what they call them? Not followers. What were they called?
1: Uh oh my gosh I mean they were allies
0: yeah allies um, and that if you weren't doing anything with them you could send them on a mission while you're doing your own thing and they would come back and say oh hey you know I got I got money for you or I got this for you well you can do the same thing in this as well so you have three shuttlecraft av- aboard your the ship that you're on um, that you can send out uh, crew members to go do these little micro missions that sometimes take 10 minutes. Um, Some take an hour and a half. And they'll come back with latinum or dilithium or other stuff like that. And then you can take those, upgrade some of your characters, depending on, you know, what they got. Or you can go to the shop and uh, Cork, uh, our, you know, favorite uh, Ferengi. Uh, is selling stuff like, hey, you know, uh, you can use ten of your dilithium and buy <clears throat> this uh, this phaser, you know, for one of your security officers or or something like that, right? So yeah, there is a money transaction, but you're not using your real money. Um, you're you're earning it just like you would in any RPG to you upgrade. Can't your...
1: Purchase more of that money with your money?
0: No, no, you cannot. That's, and I love that's,
1: that. That's good news, right there. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, you can upgrade your characters. Uh, they level up. Like right now, my my uh, main group is up to level twenty or twenty two. Um, and and here's really kind of the the short story. Um, you're on board the USS Artemis, uh, which was created specifically to, um, you know, do to investigate uh, the nexus. And the nexus is this like energy ribbon that moves through space and whenever it passes basically like living organisms, um, it sucks them up and there they become part of the Nexus. And this was a big story plot in the first next generation movie, which was Star Trek generations. Um, but, but because of this, they, they took this idea and said, well, with that being said, we can take characters from all the different franchises all the different universes, and we can plug them into one. So you can be playing with Captain Kirk, with Captain Picard, with um, Gold Ducat, with Quark, you know, as a, as a group of four or something like that as you're going through some of these missions. And, you know, and it brings up some other little things. For example, I just got through one of the missions where uh, you meet up with Kirk and you are facing down um, one of the one of the most famous episodes in Star Trek, the original series was an episode. Pretty sure. Oh my gosh! Uh, the internet might um, attack me for this, but I'm pretty sure the episode is called "The Arena," where he is battling a Gorn, which is like a lizard uh, folk. Um, and it's it. You know, they have this battle. Well, in the game, the two of them meet up again, and he the Gorn is now the leader of the entire uh, Gorn society. And stuff like that, and it, it kind of plays off some some cool stuff there. But it's just a fun little game. Um, I will say this: um, I've I've been playing it pretty much nonstop for a week now, and I really like it, and I'm going to continue to play it. I can tell you though that folks that aren't into Star Trek um, will will probably not dig this this uh, game. And if you don't know or like four v four RPG. Uh, style games because a lot of them are out there. Um, you could get tired of this one pretty quickly. I, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm going, okay. I need the next. I need the next challenge things because for whatever reason, I have <laughs> I capped out my characters so quickly that um, that the missions that I'm on right now are not really challenging me. Although I just hit the Borg missions, so it is entirely possible that next time we meet, <laughs> I go, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Cause I've been getting my ass whooped now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, but it's a blast. I, I love it. It's, it's, I'm, you know, I'm having fun with it. It's something I can pull up on, uh, you know, while I'm just, you know, sitting there on the couch for, you know, five minutes, play a couple of missions, uh, send out some crew on, um, you know, show craft a uh, short mission. And here's, what's the really cool thing. Is because it's on Apple Arcade. I've I've been able to put it on my Apple TV, and onto my Mac, so I can play it any in, anywhere I want to there. And yeah, my cool. save data, because it's being saved in Apple Arcade, you know I pick up right where I left off. If you know I'm in bed and I was playing, and I decide okay, you know I'm going to come to the office. I can pull it up right now and start playing with it. Um, or if I'm sitting on the couch, I can pull it up on my Apple TV with a controller and continue it there. And it's it's great having a blast with it and sometimes you just need those those games that are um you know a a good mind distraction you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um i think we all have those um crossy roads Um, uh you know back in the day was was one peggle for me is still kind of like that occasionally i'll I'll download that and man i just i just got that on my mom's phone i was like mom you know, you keep playing solitaire, you know, on your phone. Yeah, that, that's fun. But let me put Peggle on here. And she goes, "What? what's Peggle? And I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm going to like this. Time. I'm like, Mom, just just play it. You know, and as soon as he's like, dun, 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 dun. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. <laughs> uh,
1: but that, that takes me back.
0: Do you have any, um, because, beca- you know, obviously, if those that are listening, you can tell that, I'm more of a iOS when and an Apple person. Um, you live in kind of the Android, uh, universe. I do. So I do. is there, a, is there a game that, that you like to play?
1: You know, right now I, uh, I recently found action squad. Ooh, what's that? Um, it's a side scrolling shooter where you, uh, a door kickers, action squad. Okay. You can select one of six different swap team members mm-hmm. And they all have different weapons and abilities that they can do, and you go through and sweep buildings, rescue hostages, and you get points that you can use to give yourself an extra life, or heal yourself, or my favorite is the ultimate, the sniper support, where you just tap the button, three people on the screen get taken out by snipers, as long as they're visible you don't have to be in the room at all right on. it's pretty fast paced it's a little um real quick you take a lot of damage you die fast you start over um but it's it's a lot of fun it's a quick pickup no micro tracks transactions nothing you can level up each you can earn up to three stars per mission and you can use those stars to unlock new guns with better stats or secondary gear, like body armor or, uh, breaching charges. It's a, it's a fun little thing that's been occupying my time recently.
0: Cool. I'll have to check that out next time. Uh, next time we hang out, you can show me a couple.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: A couple of things. Well, awesome. Well, Hey man, um, I think that's going to about do it for us. um, you now, if you want to, to follow along here with us, uh, we, we're, like I said, this is our first episode, so we're starting to get things uh, rocking and rolling. But uh, you can hear us on pretty much uh, any of your favorite podcast uh, listening uh, devices and apps. We're on Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're, we're all over the place uh, right now, which is great. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Geeks, plural, in. Um, and we'll we'll start posting some stuff there here real soon, of upcoming shows and some some topics that we've been covering uh, for you guys to kind of listen in. Um, Ryan, it's been uh, we've got yeah go we've for got it.
1: the geeks in uh, reddit.com slash r slash the geeks in as well. Yes, um, if you guys want to talk to us there, we're open to suggestions, ideas about you know what to talk about. Have our own little community here can't wait to hear from you guys
0: yeah and you know look forward to um we're hoping to to have some guests on periodically um you know talking about kind of their 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 geekiness their geekdom uh, as well um but yeah I, I think that'll do it for our first show uh ryan it's been a pleasure man absolutely all right guys you have a great uh rest of your day and look forward to the next episode of The Geeks In.